Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. What's up, everyone? Freddy the Pizza Man here, host of the Pizza Man Podcast. Now joining forces with ChristopherMedia.net. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Pizza Man Podcast. And, of course, find all the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. We talk Detroit sports. I bring on guests, uh, passions, opinions, uh, all for Detroit sports, and more. We even talk pizza. So thanks for tuning in and uh, spread the word. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. All right, welcome to Sporty number 103. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. And we're just going to get this out of the way now. If you don't like football, this may not be the show for you. Our little pre-show meeting. Uh, we realize most of the stuff's going to be football-centric this week. There's, there's a baseball story in there, but just, just get that out of the way now. Yeah, I just I, I I love this story because this is something that it is it, we've talked about before, and I believe it was Real Sports did an actual in depth story and went to a game that was called by um, an umpire being relayed balls and strikes via an earpiece. And no one could tell the difference. In other words, it's a story about electronic strike zones. And, uh, yeah, Ben Zobrist basically was ejected today, today being Tuesday, for arguing with an umpire and saying that's why players want an electronic strike zone. And as someone who's, you know, a baseball fan and really tired of everyone talking about what can we do to speed up the, the game, Etc. Make the game more exciting. Seems to me having a consistent game to game to game to game strike zone is something you would want and should have been taken care of a while ago. Oh, but you can't. You can't upset the purists. Well, I understand that, but it's also <clears throat> it's not removing. You know, some of the argument I hear from from people who are like, you know, some of the arguments I hear, I should say. Are, oh, it's taking the human element out of the game. No, it's not. You still need an umpire there at home for close pay- plays. You'll, st- you'll still need him to call a balk if the pitcher balks. You're still going to need him for uh, any number of things. All right. It's just I'll tell you what the computer said. Well, you're sitting here right now with people in the baseball world arguing about should they expand the strike zone? Should they put a time limit on the game? You know? How do we how do we get these three and a half hour games to stop? Should we limit how many times you can go to the mound during the entire game, let alone during one inning? Should we limit how many times you can make a pitching change during the game? I mean, these are things that you I, that's taking strategy away. Knowing where the strike zone is and isn't is just knowing. The rules, the basic rules of the game. That's not a strategy. Yeah, and what's wrong with taking the human element out of that? Humans are fallible. Like, isn't this something that we want as little chance for error as possible? I mean, strike zone's small. And it and it, and depending on which umpire you're watching, it seems open to interpretation. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it was taught to me that the strike zone started above the knee and ended below the letters. And then all of a sudden, I was told, no, 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 no. Strike zone is from above the knee to your belt. And I'm like, okay, well, that just cut off quite a bit of the strike zone. And if that's literally what they're telling me in Little League, and I played for three years. So in three years, I was told two widely varying different strike zones. What do you do? I mean, wouldn't it just be easier to say it's the strike zone, especially on the, at the pro level, because these guys make adjustments every day. This is their job. Baseball is a game of adjustments. All right? You don't think that if once that strike zone is hard and fast and it does not change, that they're not going to be able to eat? I mean, unless they're just assholes up there, they're going to know when they, they, they let a strike go by. There's not going to be any argument. There's not going to be the the, 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 the the non-protest protest of stepping out of the box and all this bullshit. And, you know, you can say something to the ump, but don't look back at the ump and don't show the ump up because then, you know, all hell breaks loose. Or, God forbid, a, you know, a manager says something too loud from the dugout about the strike zone and, and the ump calling the strike zone and the ump hears it and all hell breaks loose. It's just to me, it seems like it's a no-brainer. It makes a lot more sense than putting a runner on second base in extra innings. It makes a lot more sense than putting a time clock on the game. It makes a lot more sense than saying you can only change, have a pitching change X amount of times during a game. I mean, all that is changing the basic fundamentals of the game. Yeah, but I'll stop you when you're wrong. But it's, it's, I don't know, man. What's 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 going to be the bridge too far with baseball? I mean, because I can you can already hear the slippery slope assholes out there. Well, if we make the electronic strikes, and what's next? Electronic bases? Well, yeah, that might actually help. <laughs> well, they've already they've, they've already admitted they're taking the human element out by having instant replay on whether something's a home run or not. All right, that's already started. So that can of worms has been opened already. Right, and let's be just honest, do holograms and be done with it. <laughs> to be to be honest with well, you got a lot of people in the in the metrics crowd who would be more than happy to play all the games on paper according to metrics because you ask them they can they can predict to you exactly how the the, the, the outcome of the game is going to go. You know what they what what everybody forgets the human element. Bottom line, you know, <laughs> you you can you can predict a guy's you know WAR and 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 value over replacement player and and all these advanced metric stats but you can't predict a guy that's going to go up there who's a left-handed batter sees that they've got the shift on and bunts down bunts a weak bunt down the, the the third baseline to move the guy over and get to first you know which is one of the things like why doesn't that ever happen why doesn't it happen more than it does if you're going to shift where you got your third baseman where you're fucking where your shortstop's playing a double play depth that only makes sense doesn't it but no the metrics guys say don't do that. Bill James wrote a book in the in the seventies that says don't do that because it's giving away an out, and you don't want to give away an out. But anyways, this is so. Uh, this is what Zobra says when you have a when you have a good quality at bat as a hitter and you feel like it's taken away from you. You want some sort of answer. You want to be assured that they'll make an adjustment. And that's what I asked for. Zobra told reporters he didn't want to talk about about that. He didn't want me to tell him that, so I basically just said, that's why we want an electronic strike zone, and that obviously got me tossed. So, 
I, I don't know. You, you could call me a purist if you want. I, I am the same way with baseball that I am with football, hockey, basketball. Uh, just for all different kinds of reasons, there's so many damn changes to the game that it almost doesn't make me want to watch it anymore. Oh, come on. You're acting like the game's unrecognizable. That's not what I said. It's not even close to what I said. They just changed the goddamn game so much that it's like, fuck, why'd you watch it? Just look at the box score and call it a day. But this isn't about you can't run over the catcher at home plate. You can't slide hard in the second to break up a double play. This this is about this isn't about making the, the game soft. You know, this is about making sure you get the right call. Right, Rich, but this game was founded on the wrong call all the time. That's, okay. that, and that it, to me is part of the game, man. So when our country was founded, you were allowed to own people as slaves. Things change. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I mean, dude, okay. Perfect, uh, per, to me, a perfect example is when we started watching hockey, they didn't have the ability to have cameras in the goal, like in the goal behind the goalie, and actually see if a puck crossed the line. It had to depend on what the ref saw. Now they have cameras that can tell you did that puck cross the line? It did. It's a goal. All I want is, I don't, I'm, I'm, because, because, as, as any hockey fan can tell you, there's nothing more maddening than watching, especially being a Wings fan when they were in the in the West, still, watching them play a California team and they go in a triple fucking overtime and they lose on a bullshit call that every that, that, that every replay angle shows was a bullshit call that a goal wasn't scored. And you're like, you're serious, serious? I'm going to get three and a half hours, two hours sleep, something like that, and go to work tomorrow for this bullshit? Seriously? I mean, if it's about getting the call right, yeah, I'm for replay. If it's about removing uh, umpires and, 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 and refs, no, of course not. But I mean, it, in football, wouldn't you rather them have a replay to see, did the ball break the plane? Did he actually get, you know, into the end zone? No, because then they'll start arguing about if it's a catch or not. Well, and won't be able to decide if it's a catch or not. Like they have. <laughs> well, uh, then it's just... So, in other words, you want a bitch. You want to no. cry and you want to no. fish your panties no. and your team gets no. fucked over like they always do because they're the Lions. Uh, no, no. I, I, like I said, you could call me a purist. I don't like the fact that they just keep changing the fucking sports. I, I don't. I, baseball, hockey, football, doesn't matter, damn. I didn't like it when they added the restrictor plate in NASCAR. Leave the shit alone. But once again, this isn't changing rules. This is making sure they get the right call. This isn't like, oh, you can't hit a guy like this anymore. He's a defenseless receiver. You can't touch him. He has to make a football play once he has position. This isn't adding more bullshit to already convoluted rules. This mm. is... Removing the bullshit. Yeah, it's improving the game, not changing it. I mean, I get, I get. Look, I get if you don't like it, but I also get that a lot of people didn't like. Oh, I don't know, having hockey players wear helmets or the DH. You know, and uh, <laughs> at one point in football, the forward pass was outlawed. So once again, tell me, what the fuck is the quarterback there for? Hand the ball off. That was it. Yeah, kind of do a single wing offense. <laughs> but I mean, are you going to sit here and argue that? Oh well, we need to go back to the days 
of leather helmets, no face mask, and no forward pass. No, Rich, the game's going to evolve. But as it evolves, it just it takes away things. It's it, it, some things that improves. But just like you were talking about with instant replay, is it a catch or not a catch? Then they start arguing, well, what's a catch? It's like people are never satisfied. They will always try to fuck up and, and, and institute. Okay, here's the thing. With the strike zone, with an automatic strike zone, yeah, it could be a good idea. But you start telling people, hey, that's a pretty good idea, and then they come in with more ideas, more ideas, and more, and then it's like they want to be made to feel more important than they were. You know what I mean? I guess. I I understand what you're saying. You're, you're saying that eventually someone's going to come in with some bullshit that's going to completely destroy the integrity of the game and go, it's great just because it's new. And they're going to go, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, we you know we like, tried the electronic strike zone. You know, that, absolutely, I can see why. We, let's try this for a season. Oh, come on. Okay, but if it's a success, they're going to stick with it. If yeah. it's a clusterfuck, aka the glow puck, they're going to get rid of it. If it leads to empty stadiums and nobody watching, it, it, it won't be staying. Whatever change it is. If you win the Stanley Cup and Brett Hall was standing in the crease when the puck went in. <laughs> Exactly. Instead of going, well, let's fucking muddy the waters more and make even more subsections of this rule. They just said, get the fuck rid of that rule. You can't. <laughs> how about this? We're going to go back to, you can't kick the puck into the net. And even then you, even then you got assholes who will make a kicking motion when the puck's coming at them to try to redirect the puck. And then we'll sit there and go, what, what? It's crazy. It, it off just my hit foot. my skate. What? Yeah, pe- yeah, okay, Pele. You damn near fucking jumped up in the air and fucking kicked it while you were landing on your back on the ice. The fuck you're, out of here. You're doing a bicycle kick in the fucking <laughs> hockey ring. Get out of here. Exactly. Well, I mean, I, whether we like it or not, this is the way sports are going to end up going. It really is. And, I mean, it, <laughs> who knows, man? Maybe in 30 years... That what was that fucking Sega Genesis game where you had robots playing football? Mutant League. Was it mutant? Was it Mutant League? I know it was. I know there was one with mutants, but there was one with actual robots. And like you know, you had to take them out and repair them after a big hit and shit like that. Football might turn into that at some point down the line because the, these these players are just too precious. They're human beings. We can't have them hurting each other. Oh, is this where we roll into the Maryland talk? Yeah. Well, yeah, University of Maryland took responsibility, I believe it was today, for the death of Jordan McNair. A uh, guy had heat stroke. The training staff, I'm um, using a technical term here, whiffed on his treatment. He ended up dying. And, yeah. So now we're going to take down the toxic culture of football. That that seems to be some the stuff that I've been hearing the most from this. It's not about the dead kid. No, when it's I'll read, I told you I'll read the sentence that I'll, I'll use one of the buzz words from nowadays. The the sentence I found problematic in this article from NPR. 
Uh, says the internal investigation is expected to include a comprehensive review of the coaching culture of the football team, including allegations that it is an environment based on fear, intimidation, abuse, and constant humiliation. Yeah, and, that's that's exactly what they should find. They're investigating a football team. And here's the problem: football had nothing to do with this kid's death. Yeah, he wasn't even playing. He wasn't practicing. He was training in the heat. Like yeah. all the pro teams are doing right now and all the college teams are doing. And high school. Mm-hmm. I just drove past one the other day and they were out there full pads. A, college, heat. a college football team had their training staff and their paramedics not know how to handle a heat stroke. They they just didn't know. <laughs> they just you know, this isn't a baseball error. This isn't. Oh fuck yeah, my bad. I don't. I'll get it next think, time. I don't think they didn't know. I think maybe they just thought he was being. But I mean, he had a seizure though too. That's right. That's what I'm saying. And they didn't call. The story says they didn't call at nine one one till an hour after he seized. And he had a body temperature of hundred and six. Bruh. I want to reiterate that ESPN is saying that nobody that was actually there is saying that. But if that turns out to be the truth, 106, bro. Well, if you have a body temperature of 106, you're sick. No, 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 no. You're just running hot, Hoss. You could be out in the heat too long and get cooked. You have 106 temperature for five minutes. That's brain damage. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, you're, you're literally cooking your brain. That's what I'm saying. And their training staff and paramedics and whatnot didn't recognize this. And then when he finally collapsed and had the seizure, nothing. And they didn't take his temperature until later? Come on, man. Again, though, that's all stuff ESPN is saying, by the way, in the article that I've been reading. It's all stuff that ESPN is saying. Right, so... People who were there. If again, if these facts turn out to be truth, bottom line, the kid wasn't playing the game; he was just training, and nobody recognized that he was getting heat exhaustion and then heat stroke, and then nobody knew what to do after he had it. <laughs> Great. Well, look, if that does turn out to be the case, if it was incompetence on the training staff, the medical staff on hand at the time, that's on them. But if this turns into a, a witch hunt simply because a player died because he was training to play football. I mean, it, yeah, uh, I hate to break the news to you. People die in training for the military. People die in training for sporting events all the time. People who don't have medical staff and training staff with them. Marathon runners drop dead of heart attacks training to run a marathon. Jim Fix. I mean, Maryland. By the way, Maryland maintains that no student athlete, trainer, or coach has reported a 5 p.m. seizure through the external interview. So Maryland's saying, uh, yeah, that shit didn't happen. Yeah, and I, this is just this is just my personal feeling on the report from ESPN. Uh, we've done this show for, what, 103 episodes now? Yeah. And I can count at least half a dozen times we've been burned by ESPN stories and the claims they've yep. made. So that's that's why I'm I'm not sitting here arguing, you know, well, ESPN's reporting. That's that's nice. I'll wait till a couple other sources report it too because we've been burned before. Well, what confuses me really about the whole thing is why the fuck did Maryland's president 
resign. Because that's what you have to do these days, man. Because that's our new society. The president of the university. Yeah. Yep. You gotta Probably your, didn't even know this kid. Got to yep. get that. Got to get that pound of flesh, man. Like, and I'm and I, I'm not being, you know, I'm not trying to be cavalier and, and, you know, whatever with 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 saying that. That's just how it is. You know, something happens, and instantly the first thing that everyone thinks is, "Oh shit, is this is? Or can we be sued for this?" Well, how do we distance ourselves from a possible lawsuit? Fire someone at the top. Later, you got to go. See, we did something about it immediately. We didn't have to wait for the NCAA. We didn't have to wait for parents. We didn't have to wait for lawyers to call. We did that of our own. I mean, it, it, it's, 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 it has nothing to do with sports, but it, it, was, it was funny because I was listening to uh, 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 today. On, uh, I was driving around. I was listening to NPR, and they were talking about the whole 3D printer and the fact that you, know, you could 3D print guns. And what was amazing was all the, the most of this focus was on would th- would these companies that make these three D printers could they be held responsible if someone printed a three D gun, went out and committed a crime? Oh my and god! And I'm like, isn't the isn't the bigger issue that like someone who wants to commit a terrorist act prints up a three D gun made entirely of plastic, takes it onto a fucking plane, hijacks the plane, kills people on the plane? Shouldn't that be the bigger concern rather than somebody's going to get sued? But that's not how our it's not how our society works at, the, at, at this this point in time. And hey, when you can three D print the bullets, I'll be worried. Well, I it's just with everything going on in college sports. I, yeah, the president of the university. That's I, there's probably something there's, there was probably somebody somewhere along the lines unhappy with him in the first place and this was the excuse to get rid of him because it would make more sense to get rid of the athletic director the head of the football pro whatever the fuck but once again it's the appearance of we took action without having to be told but that's retarded yeah. I mean how do you want to be applauded how do you want to be applauded for taking action without being told and fire the fucking president of the university the had nothing president- to do with the football program I, I, I don't think the president got fired. Or like he resigned. To, right. Who? I'm reading a story that says he's making statements today. President Wallace D. Lowe. Lowe, yeah. Yeah, he still, he still works there. According to everything I'm reading, that's dated today. I thought he resigned. That they parted ways with the, the assistant athletic director. Um... And then somebody else quit. Yeah, it wasn't the president. The coach is in administrative leave. All right. This is as of two hours ago. University of Maryland accepts responsibility for football players' death. Uh, president Will admitted at a news conference Tuesday that the school's athletic training staff misdiagnosed the collapse of a 19-year-old football player and their failures led to his death weeks later. Wilson apologized to Jordan McNeil's parents in a private meeting Tuesday morning for the team's mishandling of their son's medical needs. I wanted them to hear it directly from me this morning. University accepts legal and moral responsibility for the mistakes that our training staff made on that faithful workout day on May the 29th, which of course led subsequently to the death on June 13th. University owes you an apology, etc., etc., etc. Oh. 
According to preliminary reports from an ongoing investigation launched by, launched by the university, no vital signs were, taking, were taken, and other safeguards that should have been taken were not. Athletic Director Damon Evans revealed that the athletic training staff failed to take McNair's temperature following a seizure and did not apply a cold water immersion treatment. Rick Court, who's reportedly leading McNair's final conditioning worked out, resigned as the team's strength and conditioning coach on Monday. A day later, Court tweeted out a copy of the resignation letter he had submitted to school officials. And then he said, Jordan McNair's life and death were what we all must remember to put first as we face the future. What did we learn? How do we improve? What can we do to pay tribute to Jordan's life? The gravity of the situation has deeply impacted my perspective on the why I am coaching. Oh, you're a hero. Whatever, buddy. Unlike Lowe, he did not apologize or take blame for McNair's death. I intend to take this time to reflect and bring all that I've learned into new opportunities. Uh, Yahoo Sports reported that courts reached a $315,000 settlement with the university on Tuesday. Uh, there's a reporter it's, that... It's it his two, pound of cash. It was two-thirds of what he was due for the remainder of his contract. There's no mitigation going forward. There's also a mutual release of all claims by the school and the court and court himself. Uh, yep. Durkin, the, the coach, was placed on administrative leave on Saturday. Matt Cannon is the interim coach. Uh, and then, of course, it goes into what you said, Chris. An external investigation, comprehensive review of the coaching culture of the football team, including allegations that it is an environment based on fear, intimidation, abuse, and constant humiliation. We will not tolerate any behavior from any employee within a Maryland athletics that is detrimental to the mental or physical well-being of our student-athletes. Well, and get rid of your sports program. Because you're gonna have to get rid of the basketball coach, too, football program, baseball, just just women's athletics. There you go. Nope, and they're probably mean too. So, well, I mean, I let's, call- let's let's focus on this for a sec because this is interesting. Fear, intimidation, abuse, and constant hum- humiliation. Okay, so anybody out there who's ever had to take like a sensitivity course for work or or you know school or whatever knows that the bar for intimidation verbal and emotional abuse humiliation fear whatever has been lowered so low that it's basically no matter what you do if someone is intimidated or says it's abuse it is and if you deny it, then you're trying to gaslight them, which means you're telling them that they're crazy. That never happened. So it turns into what uh, is, is, is known in literary circles as a Kafka trap, which is you're accused of, of something. And if you don't deny it, you're punished. If you do deny it, the denial is proof of your, of your guilt. So you're punished anyways. And look, I understand you don't, you know, you don't want Bobby Knight choking kids and shit. And you don't want like, you know, kids getting whipped and beaten, you know, run until they, until they, they drop dead because they've been running stairs for four hours or whatever. But isn't, I don't know, a coach raising his voice, coach saying that you're bullshit and you're not giving everything you got, you know, that's, that's humiliation. Isn't that part of sports? Yep. I mean, isn't part of sports to, is is finding the right coach to, to push the buttons the right way on the right players? I mean, that's why a coach like Tony Dungy, who doesn't raise his voice, who doesn't yell at his players, who doesn't flip out, isn't the right coach for every football team out there. 
But if you get the right guys who will respond to that, you get that Tampa Bay defense. I think every Sunday Bill Belichick's going, hey, guys, win or lose, we're all getting ice cream. No, definitely not. You think any NFL coach says that? Even Tony Dungy said that? <laughs> no. Well, even even just going by the reports out of Allen Park here for preseason and OTAs with Matt Patricia, he even comes with you know a certain edge to him that wasn't there under Caldwell. You know, the Niners claims that the players were you know they didn't care for him because he was too hard on them. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl. I would listen to him. I've I've been in the Red Wings locker room. When it was still, when they were still in Joe Louis Arena, I've read the sign that was painted as you walk out of the locker room to walk in to, and 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 go enter the the you know the arena that said, "To whom much is given, much is expected." Now that could, if I said that to somebody in a harsh tone with my voice raised, that could be considered abuse and intimidation. So once again, we're back to S O F T soft. That's yes. just it's. It, this does put into perspective that uh, I think it was our first. I, I think it was our first year when 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 preseason football rolled around. We were doing the show, Chris, just before you were on the show, Earl. That Hard Knocks came on, and <laughs> the head coach was like, "I know in, in high school and college you might have had coaches that didn't yell at you and stuff." But you're professionals, you're grown men getting paid very well. So I'm going to yell at you, and you're going to hear some naughty words. And you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. And it was like, you have to say this to grown men who are paid to play football these days. (laughs) Apparently, if they're born after 1984, yeah. But it's ridiculous. Can I call call out a bullshit aspect of this story that I kind of noticed while we've been talking about it? And I'm not trying to diminish the guy. Like, I, I would, anyone can hear my voice right now. I, please understand me. It's sad that this kid is dead. You know, it, it seems like we're kind of losing the sight of the issue here. But I would like to point out, he died on June 13th. It is August 14th. It is two months later. And now it's a huge story. Hmm. Why could that be? What happens in a week that we would want to make this? A huge story. Uh, beginning of college football season, maybe? Like, where, where was all this outrage? I don't know, July 13th. Or June 14th. Well, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been dead for two months. And now we care. A week before college football season. Wow, isn't that crazy? Well, there's that, and there's also the fact that if Maryland can't reach uh, a, a settlement with McNair's family, they they have legal options and routes they can go oh they will be not the coach or the coach the president admitted responsibility and took blame there will be a settlement uh-huh if i if, i'm sure there was a hundred lawyers at maryland when he's making that speech going no don't admit blame and i'm sure there was a, there was also another hundred lawyers who immediately had their paralegals call that family and say i want to represent you i want to represent you because that's a slam dunk yeah, <laughs> I mean that's 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 like Ford stepping out and going, yeah, it's crazy. We we put an unsafe car out there and we knew it. It's nuts. And at that point, every class action lawyer is just like, oh, thank you, God. 
Actually, <laughs> didn't they get didn't they get caught with that with the pinno? Didn't didn't wasn't the story with the pinno that they realized that the settlements from people dying were going to be cheaper than recalling all the cars? Oh yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a uh, major plot point in the protagonist job description in Fight Club, and that was that was based on how not just car companies but all major corporations run. What's cheaper? Do we do we just pay people off or do we do a recall? Well, if it's just to pay people off, fuck it. So be it. Here you go. Here's some money. Have a nice one. I mean, that's that's what it boils down to. And I mean, if you're Maryland, you got to be going. All we got to do is pay his family. We're not on the hook for like what Michigan State is with the with the with the uh, uh, oh shit, sure. fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, but I I forgot his name already. I almost said Sandusky. <laughs> Larry Nasser. Nasser, thank you. Yeah, like there's they're on the hook for Nasser and all his victims. Jesus Christ, you know this is just one person's family. You think a lot of this action by Maryland is just being proactive so the NCAA doesn't sanction them? I think there's that also. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because I mean, let's just Maryland, not exactly a fucking football powerhouse in college football. The Terrapins are huge. Yeah, the words football factory do not come to mind when I hear the the name Maryland. And, you know, the way the NCAA works is, you know, the, the old saying, UCA, or USC violates NCAA sanctions and Miami of Ohio loses 40 scholarships, you know. And so it's like, yeah, they're probably like, please, please, sir. Can I have some more meat? You know, they're just like, <laughs> don't, don't take away our ball game, sir. We'll punish ourselves. See, we're beating ourselves. So that's probably, it's, it's probably a factor, which is fucked up, man. I mean, because let's be honest here. At the end of the day, a, a human being died. Mm-hmm. All right. And if it's proven that it was because there wasn't the right conditions surrounding him that should have been provided by the school, yeah, the school should, should be on the hook. For some sort of some sort of, of, of punishment, but now it's turned into you got lawyers involved. You start throwing money around, and I mean, I, I I don't know nothing about this kid's family, but I can imagine the numbers that are being thrown around by lawyers that, that are talking to this family is enough to send that family into upheaval when they get that money. Because you want to you want to rip a family apart quicker than anything else. Give someone in a bunch of money. And watch, watch the vultures come out. And ultimately, the kid ain't, ain't going to bring this kid back. His seat's still going to be empty at Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. Yeah, but once again, that's our society. Unfortunately, this Thanksgiving they'll notice. Next Thanksgiving, nah. It too, and it's not going to be about, I mean, I touched on in the beginning, this isn't going to be about this kid's death. It's going to end up turning into another indictment of the sport and culture of football. Well, unfortunately, about that, we were talking about, you know, yelling and, and intimidating and embarrassing. I mean, there are coaches that go far on that, but then, then there are coaches that just, they try to prove something by coaching that way. And they they won't stop even if you're dead. They don't care. Like when that kid got that hot and had his stroke, I highly doubt the coach of Maryland stopped. He ran him as far as he could run him, and then was like, all right, you're done. Next! And then went and yelled at somebody else and intimidated somebody else. 
there are coaches that are just so power hungry, it's ridiculous. And they have no place on a football field. You're not there to make that person better. You're not there to make the game, you know, the way it should be. You're there to try to, you know, get get something you're lacking in your own life. There are coaches that way, and I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think those. Coaches. I don't think those guys make it to something like Division One. I. I think guys like that flame out before you even know who they are. Because you got to have some ability to coach Division One or the pros. Like you can't be all just like, oh, he yells loud, and that's why he's a good coach. I mean, there's got to be some ability there. I think the guys who just want to throw clipboards around and call you a sissy, you know, those guys probably don't even. Those guys are probably making out a Pop Warner, because your I mean, your reputation follows you. You know, if you're all bark and no bite, you don't win any games. You ain't doing shit. But I just I have to keep thinking. I have to go back and keep thinking. Okay. What happens if you're in the military? What happens if you're in the Marines and you're PT and and someone falls out of formation, passes out, has a seizure? You know, the whole platoon doesn't stop. They keep training. And then people there, they're specifically to handle situations like that, ideally should should jump into action. And I mean, if that didn't happen, once again, we're just dealing in, in, in pure speculation at this point. If that didn't happen, yes, that's on the, that's on the college. If it didn't happen because they're understaffed, well, hire more people. What do you want me to fucking say? If it didn't happen because people weren't properly trained, if it didn't happen because the medical staff didn't recognize what was going on with that with that student at the time, that's all on them. I mean, it, it, I don't know. I mean, it seems like what's going to happen is you already have the, was the strength and conditioning coach. He was given the the, the boot. So, I mean, uh, there's your sacrificial lamb. Now it's going to be how much to pay, to, do we pay to make this go away? And then, and then it will. Then it will. I just, uh, I mean, it's well-worn carpet on this show, but I just don't see indicting an entire sport over the missteps of a couple idiots. But no, absolutely, absolutely going to turn not. into that. Absolutely not. This is this is it. This is that, that mentality of nothing happens because someone was incompetent. It's the system that failed everybody. The system fails everybody. You know, this is that attitude of people aren't incompetent. Systems are. So we have to indict the system. And it, 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 it's, it's a way of passing the buck and, 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 and skirting personal responsibility. And people are, whether or, whether or not they agree with it, when they're in the crosshairs, a lot of people are more than happy to pass the buck mm-hmm. and go, "Hey, it wasn't me. It was this. It was this flawed system we have set up. It's the culture of sports we have in college football. That's the problem. Not me. It's not that I didn't do my job. It's all these other bullshit reasons. And there's, you know, there's people that are wanting to waiting to jump on it. I guarantee you, there's people that are going to jump on this story, who." have no interest in college football or professional football or high school football except to tear it down. I guarantee you. Here's the problem, though, and and I'm speaking from personal experience. There are times, there are, where you have coaches that are like, you know, this place is describing, like, just full-on intimidated. 
there are times you have that. I, I've watched a coach personally throw a training staff off his field and say, he's fine. He's just being a bitch. You know, and if, I mean, if that's the type of mentality and environment that Maryland carried, then that coach effectively killed that kid because he wasn't being a bitch. He had heat stroke. And see, to me, you don't even need to do all that. It's real simple. Is he being a bitch? Let the medical staff evaluate him. Let the trainers and the people who are who are trained in, to deal with this, and this is their job, go over, evaluate situation. If I'm the head coach, do your job. Rest of the team, we're going to continue doing what we're doing. If they come to me and go, kid had 106 temperature, kid had a seizure, well, he legit was fucked up. If they come to me and go, now he's over there bullshitting because he don't want to put the work in. <laughs> Too easy. Too easy, Pry. Later, dude. Hope you got hope you got good enough grades to keep going to Maryland because you, your, your football scholarship's gone. See ya. Now, see, you're being rational. You're not like the coaches I'm talking about, Rich. There's coaches out there that don't even give the, the medical staff a chance. A medical, uh, I watched. But you're projecting that onto this situation. You don't know if that's the case. Well, that's what they're calling it. So I'm saying it's a possibility. If that is the case, I will say this. I'll say this, Ice. If that is the case, that's not a coach. That's a sadist. That's a person looking to inflict pain on others for his own sick fucking pleasure, and he doesn't need to be in charge of other people. Oh, absolutely. They, they, those type of people need to be rooted out. And if you want to do that shit for a living, then, then, then sign on the line that is dotted, join the military, and go be a professional killer for the government. But college athletics is not the place for you. Sorry. Don't know what to tell you. So I mean, I, I'm totally with you on that. And if that's what if that's what this coach is like, it's just look. I, I liked Bobby Knight's antics as much as anybody. The chucking a chair across the fucking, you know, the, the gym, the 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 passion to win, the no bullshit attitude with his players. But when I saw him start choking his own players during practice, I was like, dude, you you buying too much into your own fucking press, dude. Mm-hmm. You're, you're loving your own brand too much. Dude, you can't do that. First of all, it's it's not a life or death situation. I mean, if you were training for combat, maybe I could look the other way because, yeah, if you're a complete fuck-up who doesn't listen to orders, you could get a lot of people killed through your incompetence and your hard-headedness. It's a fucking high school or, or high school college basketball and football game. It's not life or death. Get some perspective. And, yeah. I agree with you. If he's like that, two ones, pimpin'. Yeah, he's got to go. <laughs> what did they say in Top Gun when they buzzed the tower and Goose looked the fucking Maverick? You got that number for the truck driving school? <laughs> right. <laughs> go be a train conductor somewhere, motherfucker. <laughs> now, now here's the thing. If he's not that type of coach, and he did give the training staff and medical staff you know, ample opportunity to check this cat out, and they didn't find that that he was ex- heat, heat exhaustion and then heat stroke, and, and they didn't know the proper techniques and, and actions to take. The coach shouldn't be, you know, fired. The coach shouldn't have to, you know, take the rap for it. It's the fucking medical staff who hired them, the yeah, athletic that, director. But see that once again, that goes back to what Chris is talking about. At least I think. I don't mean to put words in your mouth, Chris, but you can't just have someone who's incompetent in their job has to be a bigger overall reason. And if a medical staff is checking on a kid who's had a seizure, who had a 106 temperature, 
and they said he was fine. I've had dick for medical training. I can administer CPR, and I can save a drowning person. That's about the extent of any type of, and, and, and the, the saving a drowning person isn't medical training. But I mean, that's the extent I've had. And if someone was having a seizure and had 106 body temperature, I would be like, can I get a medical professional who knows what they're doing? Because this ain't fucking right. I mean, that's all there is to it. And if someone's incompetent, then yeah, once again, it may not have been malicious, but you still don't need that job later for you. But it, I agree with Chris. It's not going to turn into that. You're going to have people who are going to take this as an opportunity to jump on the sea. This is the mentality and the toxic culture and, you know, toxic the masculinity end, that falls around football. In the end, this conversation is not going to be about this kid. It's going to be around what Rich just said. And that's what, that's what annoys the fuck out of me. Because it should be, hey, you know what? Yeah, this school fucked up. This kid died. They're responsible. Moving on. But it's going to turn into an indictment of a whole fucking sport. Because of two idiots in Maryland who couldn't recognize a seizure. Or a few idiots. I don't even know. Making numbers up. Reckless speculation. Yes. R- reckless and wild speculation. <laughs> what did you, you say last week? We're on brand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not going to fucking get anywhere further with this, so... Uh, what's the next you said you said you guys got football stories lined up i got one but it's it's just more of a rant than than a fucking story i don't know if you want me to even bring it up or if you guys got any other stories up your sleeve you want to go to next now go ahead (sighs) jesus and khakis get comfy (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) It's your fourth season going in as head coach. You were brought in to be the quarterback whisperer. You're supposed to be this 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 guru that works magic with quarterbacks. You're sitting a couple weeks out from your first game in South Bend against Notre Dame, staring touchdown Jesus in his baby blues, even though he's a Jew from Northern Africa. Really? You don't know who you're fucking... You, you have no idea? You have no inkling of who your starting quarterback is? Wow, really? We're a week out? Week and a half out, he still has no idea? According to them live, Jim Harbaugh still not ready to name Michigan's starting quarterback. See, now I'm a state fan, and I realize I'm about to defend Jim Harbaugh. Could that just be uh, tactics? I hope, it's, be, I hope, I hope it's game More material for Notre Dame. I hope it is. I hope it's, it's that Scotty Bowman, uh, 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 Bill Belichick, don't give them any information that you don't have to game plan. But, I mean, you know, he says no one's emerged yet. That's an issue. You've had. If I was a Michigan fan, I'd be like, that's great news, dick. Yeah, you've had spring scrimmages. You've had summer practices. You've had practices going on now for weeks. And this is what he has to say. The quarterback competition has had great competition there. The quarterback competition has had great competition there. If you talk that's about that's an actual quote. That's an actual quote. Is he a Michigan graduate? <laughs> if you talk about competition making each other better at that position, it's never more evident than at the quarterback position. I'm very happy with how that's progressing. I'm seeing good things. Then it goes on to say, this is uh, M Live article. While Harlow <laughs> continues to praise the four-man race. One that includes University of Mississippi transfer Shea Peterson, 
Returning starter Brandon Peters, redshirt freshman Dylan McCaffrey, and true freshman Joe Milton, he's offered few clues as to who might be the leader. And then it goes Our on. Our starting to sound like a, a lot like Trump. <laughs> then it goes on to say, Peterson's believed to be the frontliner based on experience, having started 10 games over the past two seasons, old Miss, and throwing for over 3,000 yards, 23 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He arrived in January in Michigan, was granted a transfer waiver from the NCAA in late April, paving the way for him to play this fall. His competition, Peters, a redshirt sophomore, started last season third on a depth chart through a mix of injuries and poor play at quarterback, started four games. And then Harbaugh goes on to say, the separation occurs by competition. Are you seeing a pattern here with the word he's going to use? The competition is really, really adding to so many position groups on our team. I think quarterback is maybe the most. These are direct quotes, by the way. Despite the continued secrecy, Harbaugh said he hopes to be na- name a starter sooner rather than later, although he did not give a timeline, nor would he agree, agree to reveal a name before Michigan's opener September 1st at Notre Dame. I don't know. I haven't decided that yet. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He knows who his quarterback is. And then it goes in, 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 in more direct quotes. The position has been very competitive, Harbaugh said. Probably our most competitive position battle going on. Like I said, none of them have given in. None of them have dropped off. So it rages on. Thank you, quarterback whisperer. <laughs> yeah. It, Thanks it, for telling us nothing. That is the. This is this is either a a genius who's learned to keep his mouth shut because all the shirtless tree climbing and and and, and bunking with with you know potential recruits made him look like a jackass. So he's just. He's learned the art of, uh, as, the James, as the James Brown song says, talking loud and saying nothing. Or he truly has nothing to offer. And he, I, I, that type of indec- indecision is not what I look for in a leader. That's just all there is to it. I mean, I, maybe it's because I have a bunch of military people in my family, but indecision leads to far more dire consequences in a lot of instances than a bad decision does. It's more important to be decisive in the moment than it is to sit around going, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, right, really but hope- also the element of surprise is pretty important, too. I really hope you're right. I really hope you're right. And, I, and, and maybe, maybe he, you know, he is the head coach. I will give him this, and I will say this. Maybe he knows these guys' personalities, to the, and he knows that if he tells them on September 1st, the morning of, you're starting against Notre Dame, that they won't have time to think themselves into a shit game. They'll just go out and react to the and rise to the challenge. I hope that's the case. Historically, I mean, I'm last, what, 20 years now? Well, almost 20 years. Who are you looking at as the best Michigan quarterback? And I'm not talking about Brady and what he's done in the pros. I'm talking about at Michigan. Chad fucking Henney. Yeah, Chad Henney, Chad, Chad Henney's been done for a decade, guys. You know, you brought Harbaugh in specifically to shore up this position, to give you slam dunks at this position. He's got transfers. He's got red-shirted, you know, guys that are red-shirted. He's, he's got a true freshman. And by the way, this is his fourth year. He's got a true freshman sitting there. That's, a, that's his guy. That's not Brady Hoke's guy. That's not somebody else's guy. Now, like, I, that, that seat's got to be pretty hot. I mean... Th- He's got to know his fan base may not accept the fact that you won't tell us your starting quarterback a week and a half for your first game. Man, here's the thing. Locally, I have a hard time finding Michigan fans who agree with me. 
State fans love my ass. I, I'm, I sing the song of their people. Everything I say about Harbaugh is music to their ears. They, they're loving me. If I went to East Lansing, I probably wouldn't. I, I wouldn't know what it would be like to be a pretty girl because I probably wouldn't have to pay for a drink after I talked about how I feel about Harbaugh. <laughs> right? I mean, right now, this is, this, is, this is as sad as it gets as a Michigan fan. And, I mean, I called it. I said they're going to go 7-5. and five. I stick by that. I have no reason to believe they're not. I understand, Earl, you said you never know in college football because there's no preseason, et cetera, et cetera. You never know what you're going to get. I understand that. But I have no reason to believe that they're not going to or that they're going to do better than my expectations based on his history with the team for the last three seasons. The only thing you can hang your hat on if you're a Michigan fan is they're returning 9 of 11 defensive starters. And last year, that defense was ranked number three in the country. Right, but he's also got a whole bunch of redshirt freshmen. So yes. that 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 goes to my statement of you, you have it's it's a Forrest Gump. You never know what you're gonna get. You know, you don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know Harbaugh his personality enough to know if this is some sort of genius move on his part or like I said this is just indecision on his part but if it's not indecision and he's gambling that this is going to take away the the second guessing factor for these guys by just naming the starter on the first he better pick the right guy because if three four games into the season he sits that guy and starts another guy he's going to look like he's indecisive He's going to look like an incompetent leader. That's all there is to it. And totally while, agree. while last year I would say was his shit or get off the pot moment for me, the one thing I can say Michigan fans will agree with me on is this year they have to post a win against one of two teams. And they have they have to, to, to play a meaningful bowl game and win. They either have to win against State or they got to win against Ohio State, and they have to play a meaningful bowl game, and they have to win it. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> you think that's going to happen? Pass that Kool-Aid. What's in there? You've been mixing Everclear with your Kool-Aid? Because I, I just don't see it. But, you know, hey, the Michigan faithful say I'm wrong. I hope I am. I really do. Nope. It won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad my misery through this college football season is going to bring you so much joy. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to state's going to go 12 and 0, so it's going to be a banner year. Unlike Earl, I will. Unlike Earl last year, I will not hide from my bold prediction. I will trumpet it. I will call myself 12 and 0. Hey, I called a spade a spade when it came about. You guys thought for weeks it was a stick, and it wasn't. It, it was fucking. They just totally screwed up. Uh, well, yeah, it says lions on their uniform. It's generally what happens. Man, that pissed me off so bad. That was the season, man. That fucking calendar, that schedule. Oh, wow. Well, before we before we get into the the pro stuff, uh, just you know, the update on the whole. Ohio State clusterfuck. Uh, former Ohio State assistant Zach Smith, gentleman that all this drama is surrounding, says he kept his 2013 arrest secret from head coach Uncle Urban Meyer. So you now Not have. Buying it. Not buying that. You now have. He's, he's trying to protect Urban. 
You think so? Dude, how would Dude, you get a D. How would how would how would his job not know? Well, it's already too late to try to protect him anyway, because his wife already said he told Urban's wife. So now you have to have the assistant coach, the assistant coach's wife, his own wife, not tell him what happened. Well, maybe you know his heart condition couldn't. She didn't think he could take it, so she just told him, you know, hey, I don't hey, know anything. Those, anything. Yeah, he did take those few years off and made you his heart. If you believe that all three of them didn't say a fucking word to him. I have some land in Florida I want to sell you. <laughs> right meow. I got a bridge in Brooklyn. Yeah, there's no way I'm buying that nobody at Ohio State knew about his arrest. Not buying it for a second. Well, I mean, you know, a Penn Live article, the, 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 the headline says it all. It appears Ohio State coach Urban Meyer didn't have to lie about Zach Smith, so why did he? Now, granted, it's 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 from Penn Live, which is you know it's you know it's 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 the enemy reporting on this, but it's a it's a valid question in my mind. Uh, you know, it, it and it goes on. You know, have you ever had a friend or coworker who reflexively or habitually lies, not just for obvious reasons, but in ways that seem unnecessary? And you know, basically, pretty much attributes that to Zach Smith. And I mean. I, <sighs> I, I I don't know. I, I I don't see. I just with the first of all, I, I <laughs> we glossed over it, but the, the this investigation will be done in fourteen days because we're looking into it ourselves. Well, that's mighty Caucasian of you. Appreciate that. You know, the investigation doesn't go on as long as it needs to. It goes on until you say it's done. And by the way, you're investigating yourself. Great, wonderful. Uh, the deeper and deeper this this story goes, and the more and more it comes out, I just don't see how he, how. Meyer survives this. Well, I mean, I was saying last week I didn't think he'd be employed by the end of the week. We're here a week later. He's still got a job. Well, I mean, it. Yeah, we we know in Columbus, it's not like they got much else to hang their hat on. They're Columbus, that college football rules all. And, I mean, if they just willy-nilly got rid of him, that's going to piss off a lot of the fucking Ohio State faithful. If they look, if they... If they put up the uh, perception that they're putting up a fight for them, but really are just laying back in the buckwheat until they have no choice but to cut them loose, they might be able to save some face with the fan base. Because, I mean, at this point, you got to be thinking damage control if you're if you're anybody involved in that decision at Ohio State. I, w- I mean, I would. If this was Harbaugh in this situation, first of all, this is Harbaugh in this situation, I'd have been like, fire his ass. Hey, man, bye, later, everybody can go. <laughs> What's Les Miles doing? That's how I'd have been. But I mean, you have to you have to worry about okay, we can't piss off our fan base, but we also have to walk this fine line because we can't appear insensitive to these accusations, allegations, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, maybe Ohio maybe Ohio State's game plan is to absolutely sit on their hands and do nothing until the NCAA forces them to, or the NCAA makes the, their mind up for them. I mean, if it, what happens if they hand down a two year suspension? Well, yeah, but I could tell you the last thing they want to do is get rid of Urban Meyer. I don't think the NCAA gives a fuck at this point. Now you oh, know, the NCAA don't. I mean, if you if you really look at it, the Big Ten has made a lot of strides into thrusting itself into the into the college football national you know national college football consciousness. But all the big players have had major issues in the last five years. Penn State. Ohio State, Michigan State. Michigan's even going through some bullshit with players selling those fucking 
uh, uh, what is it? Uh, limited edition Nike cleats, Jordan Nike cleats that they had. And there's like, you know, oh, the players were selling those. So, you know, and we know how that goes with the NCAA. Players can't sell anything, even if it is theirs. You know, God forbid. You, you, made, you made a dollar off of college football and we didn't get our cut? No. Oh. It's like not paying taxes to Uncle Sugar. They're going to get their. They're going to get their blood. They're going to squeeze that stone dry. Trust me. So I mean, you have major teams in the Big Ten, who to various degrees are stuck in the muck and the mire. NCAA might be quick to be like, "Look, you're going to handle this, or we're going to handle this. And if we handle it, you ain't going to like it. So you want to you want to post a six and six record for a couple of years, or do you want to you want to you know lose a bunch of scholarships, vacate wins, and give up bowl games for the next fucking three four years?" Choice is yours. The now, only the the only way I could see Urban Meyer surviving this, quite honestly, and it might come to pass because we're like a few weeks into this, he's still employed. Is the NCAA at least comes out? It, 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 if we if we really want to be honest about it, none of this affected anything that went on on the field at all. It didn't mess with their quote unquote product. Sure, it messed with their image as far as the NCAA. But it really didn't mess with their product. Yes. This isn't like paying recruits. This isn't like, you know, money exchanging hands. This is all an image issue in the time of Me Too, which is not the best time to have this problem. Although I'll refute my own argument. You could argue Jerry Sandusky was an image issue. Didn't affect the product on the field. But it's, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're what, two, three weeks into this. He's... Still coaching Ohio State, so. Well, yeah, but what I was trying to say, guys, is it's Urban fucking Meyer, man. The only coach I could think better better than him is in Alabama. Can you guys think of another coach better than him? Yeah. I mean, I you might disagree, but he doesn't have the fucking boosters in the in the, in the pocket in the deep pocketbooks that uh, Saban and, and and Meyer has. But yeah, I I I put D'Antonio up against him. Oh man. It's twice in one podcast, Rich. <laughs> I dude, game recognized game, and that motherfucker does a lot with not a whole lot. Yeah, it's what you said last podcast, but I'm saying though, he does a lot with not a whole lot. You're right, but Urban Meyer has done it in Florida and Ohio State. But let's like, let's be let's let's be honest here. Before, yeah, the, I, those two reputable programs, because because uh, sterling reputations. Florida, the more we find out about what was going on in Florida, the more Tim Tebow seems like the only guy down there who didn't have his dick or hands in, 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 in somebody's blood or dirt. Mm. And I still wouldn't be shocked if it comes out he's gay. That's <laughs> just... That's just, <laughs> my, my wild prediction for Tim Tebow. He comes out, he's gay, and everyone's like, oh... Because why, why most of the I don't know about most of the country. Let's just say hey, half the country might not care. You get some you get, you get some motherfuckers in the in the in the redneck Riviera in the Panhandle area of Florida. That would be an issue for them. Whereas I wouldn't give a shit. Be like I don't give a fuck if he was skipping down the field as long as he was winning. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker could suck a dick at halftime on a fifty yard line. Did he win the game? That's all I care about. But did you die? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 I don't give a shit about your personal life or where you stick your dick. But besides him, that was a fucking circus down there in Florida. And it was all happening on his watch. 
And now that we know that this goes back to when he was still in Florida, that this this issue with 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 Smith arose while he was in Florida, and he brought him north with him to Ohio State. To me, that kind of speaks to either you're you're loyal to a fault, or you really didn't. You're incapable of thinking things through that are logical conclu- conclusion. Well, well, you're you're mixing two two things here: off the field, and on the field. Off the field, okay, he sucks as a judge of character, and he can't control people. On the field, he's a mastermind. Uh, Bill Belichick's the exact same way in 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 New England. Off the field, you got Spygate, Deflate Gate, whatever gate. Your players are shooting and killing people, and you know it just it is what it is. What it is. On the field, they they can't touch you. That player was from Florida. That player was from Florida with Tim Tebow. He didn't get to suck his dick. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Hernandez said, "I'll meet you on the 50. and Tim was like, "Yeah, okay, dude," and left him hanging. Never got over it. Well, I, I look. If he survives this, then the the media has to give him this nickname. He has to be his new nickname has to be bulletproof. I mean, this is this. If he survives this, and that pro football program comes out the other side of this bull of this bullshit situation, uh, f- pretty much unscathed, untouched by the NCAA, untouched by the law, that is Trumpian levels of bulletproofness. Well, it's just good at dodgeball. Well, I'm just saying that's that is that is that you get my you, you get my respect against my better judgment for your ability to fucking dance between the raindrops on that one. And I mean, who knows, man? Chris, you're right. It's been a couple weeks. He's still the head coach. Well, they're still trying to find a way to have him keep his job, Rich. That's what I was trying to tell you. In college football, I know D'Antonio does more with less, but just pure winning and a coach that you want on your fucking sideline, there's Saban, and then there's Meyer. And then there's the rest of them. Well, I I got an article from the Chicago Tribune here where they're pretty much saying the the consensus in the the college football community is – uh, he's not going to lose his job. He'll face suspension. The independent group investigating what Meyer knew about former Ohio State assistant coach Zach Smith's domestic abuse allegations and what Meyer did with that information. They, uh, the report will be submitted on Sunday by that group. Uh, but the Chicago Tribune goes on to say, after speaking to a half dozen figures in the college football industry, I can tell you their expectation is clear. No way Meyer loses his job. Athletic director Gene Smith is a goner. He somehow survived the Jim Trussell's tattoo scandal. He always takes the high road and his soft landing figures to include a nice severance package. Uh, the debate is whether Meyer will get suspended. One athletic, one athletic director asks, for what? Point being, he apparently did inform his athletic director of the 2015 incident in which Powell, Ohio police were called the Courtney Smith's home. Well, if the bar is set that low for him and he's given that much of a pass... Then yeah, fuck it. But I mean, I, I'm gonna tell you this right now: he better never claim any moral high ground for the rest of his time in his in his coaching career. Period. End of story. And and if he does, and the national media doesn't slam his ass back to the ground 
with the force of a thousand fucking sons than they're a bunch of pussy ass bitch made motherfucking hypocrites. End of story. There, there's nothing more to discuss. Because if this was a professional, if he was a, a coach in the NFL, he'd be gone already. Goodell would have made sure of it. End of story, period. I mean, who, who, what was the Giants kicker who, who, who got caught beating his wife? Uh, Josh Brown. John, or is it John Brown? Something Brown, wasn't it? I can't remember. I'm, the, the point is, is that no, they, sep- they separated themselves quick, fast, and in a fucking hurry from him. That entire organization. And if they hadn't have done that, you know Goodell would have come down on them. Well, yeah, but that's... Of God himself. That's the the way the league is now. I, Ray Rice, when he KTFO'd uh, his wife, the Ravens were like, say it! Yeah, but dude, that was... That wasn't like... The, the Urban Meyer situation is... It's a lot of hearsay. Ray Rice was... We have this on video... Of you, you know, just blasting this. I mean, that was Ray Rice. There was no, that was black and white, literally. Yeah. I watched that video and was like, oh, she didn't trip and fall. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't run into a door jam. She's not clumsy. Yeah. She there got- was no 14 day investigation with Ray Rice. It's pretty fucking cut and dry. Yeah, she got, she got deboed. What you got on my 40, homie? Like, seriously. That, that's what happened. <laughs> But I'm still I still stand by what I said. I don't give a fuck if it's the pros or if it's college. The media came down like they had never done anything shady themselves in their entire life on the entire NFL for that shit with Ray Rice. All right. And they were just sitting there sharpening with the whetstone, their knives, getting their knives and forks ready to just carve into the fucking Giants over that kicker in that situation. And the Giants just said, <laughs> threw him to the wolves. He's not our problem. Giants said, what? It's a kicker, bitch. Please. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, the only person we give a shit less about is the long snapper. That's it. I mean, so it, that's what I'm saying. If he gets through this unscathed and then he tries at some, at some point down the road, let's say, let's say later this season, let's say, he gets his ass stomped by Michigan State. He tries to make some snarky remark about State and uh, uh, God damn, I got a brain fart tonight with it. The doctor, Jesus, how can I not remember his fucking name? I'll, I'll, Larry Nasser. Nasser, thank you. I keep wanting to say Nevins. I don't know why. <laughs> but if he makes some snarky remark about that State was the and Green Nasser, cop. yes, it was, wasn't it? That's why uh, he makes some snarky remark about that. Then they need to fucking come down on him and be like, oh, really? Really? So that's where you draw the line? Your coaches can can, can tee off on their, their old ladies like, like they're fucking punching bags and shit. And that's fine. But, you know, child child abuse, child sexual abuse, that's where the line's drawn with you. What's well, good to know? Thank you, Uncle Urban. I mean, I don't know. Look, you know, there's no, you know, as a Michigan fan, there's no love lost for Ohio State. But this is just, to me, this whole situation is he should have been gone by now, period. End of story. And I would say that about I would say that about Harbaugh. I would say I would have said that about Bo. I'd have said that about Dungy. I'd have said that about Gruden. I'd have said that about any any coach, head coach, manager of a team that I'm a fan of. You can't have this. You can't have one set of, of standards that you hold quote unquote lesser teams to and lesser coaches to, and one that you hold you know the Hall of Fame coaches and the, and the, and the top tier teams to. Because when hey, you do, you, you, you have. You have superstar rules. You have superstar coaches rules. I mean, and that's why I don't watch the NBA. That's why I can't watch the NBA because it makes me sick. 
Because, oh, well, you're LeBron? Oh, you're Steph Curry? Well, there's one set of rules for those guys, and there's another set of rules for the guys sitting on the bench most of the game. Bullshit. I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the reasons I have such a hard time. And I've made no bones about it on this, on this podcast. Another one of the reasons I have such a hard time with watching regular season hockey. Because slowly but surely, little Miss Sidney Crosby and, and his little group of fucking enablers have, have embedded into a whole generation of fans that there's, there needs to be superstar rules in the NHL just like there is in the NBA. And slowly but surely, it's coming to pass. So all I'm saying is I'm consistent. Where's their consistency? Ha. Well, like Learned. I said, I, I, four I, years ago when we started doing these podcasts to stop asking for consistency. I, I stick to the comparison between Meyer and Belichick, dude. Bill Belichick went out and got caught red-handed, flat-out cheating, flat-out cheating with Spygate, flat-out. It's just there's no two ways about it. And he still had his job. But come on. Dude, yeah. there was an allegation against Mass Patricia when he went to the Lions from way back when, before he even thought about the NFL. And there was questions if he was even going to make it to the fucking OTAs. Yeah, but Spygate and alleged sexual assault or Urban Meyer situation are completely different situations. Urban Meyer's situation is a lot different than... Urban Meyer had to know... Urban Meyer had to know that one of his assistant coaches had a, a scuffle with his wife. Yeah, that's not cheating. That's a different... That's a whole different ball of right. ice there, Chief. You sure you want to use Bill Belichick as your, your yardstick? I mean, how, how do you judge it, man? This guy... Because the know, stuff Bill Belichick did, he couldn't get prosecuted in a court of law for. Bill... What? What did Urban Meyer do that he could get prosecuted for? Uh, if you knew about a crime and you don't tell the cops, you're kind of considered an accomplice or an accessory. That is prosecutable. We taped our team's practice is... <laughs> we taped the other team's practice is not a... Uh, it's not a prosecutable offense in a court, sir. That we let some air out of the balls, which I believe they got apologized to for by ESPN at 1 in the morning. Uh, you know, you can't get taken to court over that. You can't get arrested for that. Well, look, I'm no, I, I, I've made it crystal clear that I think fucking Belichick is a master of finding the loopholes and of bending the rules to, I mean, the breaking point and just through pure fuckery. The rules don't, he, 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 ends, he, he lands on the side of an unbroken rule somehow and he gets away with it. But even I said that deflate gate shit was bullshit. You had former quarterbacks. You had current quarterbacks. They all said yes. When that's that's part of playing a game at home. The equipment manager knows how you like your balls fucking filled. God, I can't believe we're back. To <laughs> yeah, that. they do. Yeah, they, I know, right? I, we're back to that again. But Iceman, a better comparison for you might be Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, straight up uh, bribery. You know, I mean, it's yeah, I don't, yeah, just uh, it's all stupid, isn't it? I mean, there is there is this, and it's a very ugly fact of life, I think, in today's day and age. 20 years ago, they'd have fired this guy, and that'd have been the end of it. Yeah. That'd have been the end of it. They'd have fired that coach, have a nice one. He'd have sat out a season or two. He'd have caught on at some fucking bullshit. 
lower level school and maybe five, ten years from now he'd end up coaching someplace like, you know, Colorado University or some shit, UW, whatever. And it, no one would bring it up. That, that's, but th- that's not how shit is these days. It doesn't happen like that anymore. And I'm not making a judgment call on whether that's, that's good or bad. I'm just stating the fact. And I make it at that. Well, I mean... Because I still think it should be that way. You know, you penalize the person that did the, the, the bad thing. Right? Whether it's a crime or cheated or whatever. You well, penalize maybe- that person. That goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It, it's no longer someone fucked up. They need to take personal responsibility and just stand there, sh- look straight into the camera, look at the press, and go, I fucked up. I have no excuse. Now, do what you need to do. Yeah, I've, I've said that at, at nauseum on this podcast. I can't. When did it go to somebody fucked up? Somebody took that, that saying way too fucking far. One rotten egg spoils it for the whole bunch. They took no. that way too fucking far. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one day here we'll have you on, on Unregimented. We can talk about intersectionality, and that's why this is we're at the point we're at. But, I mean, we've, we've covered it on this show before, so there's really no point in getting into it because it's just the way shit is. And that's, that's, that's kind of fucked up in and of itself, man, because we can have the discussion but here's the deal and here's here's the reality of listening to a podcast versus listening to fox sports someone on fox sports one nbc sports or espn they can't have the conversation we're having no they can't and if they do they better tread real soft real soft which seems to be the word of this podcast soft (laughs) (laughs) pretty much this is it will be known as the soft podcast, the soft episode. Yeah, because I they couldn't be as blunt as we're being because someone would get offended, and that's the end of it. It's we, <laughs> that's that's where we're at now. The minute someone's offended, the minute someone doesn't like it, shut it down. Somebody's got to get fired. Yep. So, anyways, all right, I'm voting. We move on, and I got I got to the to the pros. Yeah, so I, I know better to even ask this, but so what did you guys take away from preseason week one? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because I didn't watch nothing. But because I love football, I ain't watching until September 6th. Because all we're going to do watch now is watch the B and C teams, and we're going to watch injuries. There's already been a few. Yeah, right. Roethlisberger's in uh, concussion, concussion protocol. protocol. Darius Geis. So, so, well, try it next year. See, uh, just saw something that Rashad Penny broke a finger. Like, man. So, well, this, is, this tells you how the internet works these days when you receive uh, news updates from it. Or, or via online, you receive your news updates. Earlier today, there was this... Was it today or yesterday? I can't. Sorry, I can't remember exactly. But anyways, there was this, you know, breaking news. Barkley misses practice. And it was like, you know, oh, all the Giants fans went nuts. And then literally a few hours later, yeah, he'll be fine. And everybody went back to normal. <laughs> as normal <laughs> as you can be in as normal as you can be and be a Giants fan. <laughs> and I was like, here we go. That's that is the internet for you. That is exactly what that is. Right there in a nutshell. 
Well, I mean, fuck it. Let's talk about, you know, obviously the biggest name out of everybody we mentioned is Big Ben. And, I mean, obviously last year when he made the comment about, you know, don't know if I have it in me anymore, et cetera, et cetera, that turned out to be a facetious comment. But, I mean, he's coming up on how many years now? Yeah, we think 15 seasons. Yeah, we think of him as a relatively new quarterback now. He's been playing for a long fucking time. <laughs> yeah, he entered the league the same year as fucking Eli. And how many times have we said that Eli is done on this fucking podcast? Earl. Oh, fuck Eli, dude. Seriously. <laughs> See? <laughs> Seriously. What yeah. the fuck, dude? Hey, man, has two rings. Yeah, fuck him. One of the luckiest quarterbacks I've ever seen. Really? He's yep. got two Super Bowl rings. He's been starting quarterback on the same team for 15 years. Is that fucking luck? That's lack of options. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Really? That's that's you the last any, thing getting you. A, you don't a, think a team like Cleveland. You don't think a team like Jacksonville would trip over their dicks trying to sign Eli Manning? Hell no. What? Who? Really? So Blake. So so Tyrod Taylor and Blake Bortles are better quarterbacks in your opinion. Tyrod Taylor and Blake Bortles are are the same caliber as Eli Manning, dude. Really? With their two rings? Oh, my fucking hell, dude. You do (laughs) understand that the defense won him those rings, right? Great. He was the quarterback of those teams. Okay. Defense didn't score the touchdown, sir. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So what? And Earl's World Super Bowl rings don't mean shit if, if if Earl doesn't like you? Bro, stop. Rich, what year did Tampa Bay win the fucking Super Bowl? 2002. Uh Uh-huh. Who was their starting quarterback? Brad Johnson. Yeah, the best fucking quarterback ever, Chris. Well, we should have traded and got him to Detroit. He's only got one ring, not two. (laughs) I will say this. He also also didn't have the same starting position for 15 years. I I was going to say that, and I was going to say Brad Johnson on his best day, his biggest fan, except for maybe his mama. Everybody said he's a game manager. He's not out there winning you fucking games. He's not saying, climb on my back, follow me. We're going we're gonna to do this. You know, I, I said I, I, I can't remember if I said it on the show or pre-show, but I, when I watched 2007 America's game, the one thing I'll give Eli Manning is, and Strahan himself said this about the man, is that he's just not phased by bullshit. Yes, I was going to say, dude, I was going to say the same thing. Like, you hear at the beginning of every NFL season, but it's true. The man has ice water in his veins. You know, have you ever seen that guy flinch? He plays in a pressure cooker that is New York. He is the younger brother of one of the all-time greatest quarterbacks ever. He comes from a, a quarterback family, and he's not affected by any of it. Strahan himself was like, if when 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 they lit, when they rip into Eli, his attitude is, oh well. Same thing if he gets praised. Hey, you're a great quarterback. Okay. Oh well. Maybe that has done has served him very well in his career. That's that's what I'm going to say. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? I have no doubt he ends up in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if he's first ballot. The only reason I say that is because he does have Peyton, the 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 very large shadow of Peyton Manning and all the records Peyton Manning has held, looming over him. I mean, this isn't this isn't. Won the second Super Bowl sooner. 
This isn't MLB Hall of Fame. And, oh, yeah, and if you want to talk about someone who lucked into their second Super Bowl ring, let's talk about Peyton Manning in Super Bowl 50. It's not like he went out there and had a career fucking day. <laughs> in fact, if I remember correctly, it's not like he went out there and had a career fucking season since he was sitting on the sidelines for a while. I was just about to say that. He didn't have the greatest season that year either. A lot of people were saying he should have retired the season before. That was a team whose defense was like, we got this. You think? <laughs> You know, I mean, but then again, if, you know, Brady had a Super Bowl win where he didn't go out there and put up Madden type numbers, he didn't have last minute fucking comebacks or drives or whatever that set him up for the win, we'd be saying the same thing. Brady went out there and looked very fucking very middle of the road and his defense won him that championship. Well, here's the thing, though. I can never look at Brady and say... He's lucky. I can never look at Brady and say he sucks as really? a quarterback. Malcolm Butler? Really? What? You don't remember Malcolm Butler winning him a Super Bowl at the last second? Bro, so you're going to say one play in one Super Bowl is what makes Brady lucky? Uh, you, you're saying it about Eli. Dude, his receiver caught it on the side of his helmet. Wait, okay. Who made that fucking did, – are you kidding me catch? against uh, the Falcons for New England to the point where I think we were all watching it and, and in the group chat went, there's no way that's a catch until the replay came up and we were like, he caught that fucking ball. Come on now. We all know his name. Who was it? Luck. Uh, it was either Edelman, Edelman, Hogan. It. No, it was yeah. Edelman. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was another white boy that Tom Brady has given hope that he can play <laughs> wide receiver in the NFL. <laughs> another superstar made by Tom Brady. <laughs> hey, Wes Welker didn't do bad for a few seasons underneath uh, 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 Manning. He was all right. Yeah, but he he went from being the man to all right. But that's the thing. I mean, you're talking about arguably the greatest quarterback ever versus one who's in the top five. I mean, I. It, as much as I despise New England, give me Brady every day and twice on Sunday over Peyton Manning. Oh, absolutely. If I have to win a Super Bowl and I got one game to do it, and it's going to be my only shot, and I can pick any any quarterback in their prime, give me Brady. Any any, yeah, any, any quarterback in their prime. Yeah, Peyton's, Peyton's dirty little secret is he choked. A lot. Yep. I, I would probably have to go with Aaron Rodgers on that one. Really? Oh, yeah. Should we count rings? <laughs> well, should we count the, the, if the if length, should we count if length of the career? Should we count if, playoff appearances? Should we count playoff wins? If you're still listening, you know how uh, Chris evaluates the greatest. Has to be the ring. Yeah, by the results. I said the ring, playoff appearances, playoff wins. But Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. One. This is just as many as Brett Favre. We covered that last week. Ah, Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Been to what? Two? Maybe yeah. three? No, two. Same as Favre. So one of the most better than Brady. One of the most accurate passers in the game. That is true. You can't take that from him. Yes. I mean, you, have to, you have to give Rodgers that. And one of the... <laughs> one of the he most, wins one category out of ten. 
You got me there, girl. <laughs> yeah, but it's a hell of a category to win, bro. <laughs> and his dick is pretty accurate, too. So Right, so... That but, no, awesome. <laughs> but no, man, I, Eli Manning, yes, uh, like him or not, think he's lucky or not, doesn't matter what we think, it matters what the larger football world thinks, he's going to the Hall of Fame, period. Dude, he was 3-13 and 13 last season, come on, man. That's, that's nice. I mean, I, he has two championships. If he had records and no championships, he would get to the Hall of Fame. Hi, Barry Sanders. How you doing? Hi, Megatron. How you doing? Damn They're right both. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you either have records or you have championships. I mean, that, that's. And if you got them both, you can, shit. First ballot. <laughs> they might. You know what? <laughs> the minute Brady announces he's retired, all of South Boston might come pick him up, carry him to Canton, Ohio, and just like entomb him like he's a pharaoh <laughs> in the Hall of Fame, and be like, "That's it, right there. Fuck a first ballot. You're the first day you announced you. He's, he announced four hours ago. He fucking he retired. He's already in. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even joking, man." I would not be shocked if if there if if there was some protocol broken and he was put in early. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked. Brady announces at two o'clock p.m. that he's retiring. At six thirty p.m., his bust is revealed. <laughs> at two o'clock, he announces he's retiring. At two thirty, Robert Kraft announces he's now half owner in the uh, the Patriots. For taking up for for renegotiating all those contracts so they could keep players, and at three o'clock his gold fucking Hall of Fame jackets delivered to him. <laughs> Records Tom Brady holds: regular season wins by starting quarterback, one hundred ninety six; division titles, fifteen; playoff game started, thirty seven; playoff wins, twenty five; playoff touchdown passes, seventy one; playoff passing yards, ten thousand two hundred twenty six; eight Super Bowl appearances, five Super Bowl wins, four Super Bowl MVPs. 18 Super Bowl touchdown passes, 2,500, almost 2,600 Super Bowl passing yards. Those are just the ones he owns. Records within his reach, most passing touchdowns, most passing touchdowns postseason included, most passing yards postseason included. Pro Bowls, game-winning drives, fourth-quarter comebacks, games started. And the one and only Super Bowl comeback. So how is Aaron Rodgers better than that? And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Doesn't he also own... Most yards passed for in a single Super Bowl. Yes, and that and that loss to the to the Eagles. I mean, so uh, hey. this article was written uh, pre Super Bowl, <laughs> so okay. February fourth. Well, I just remember when we were going over his stats, we were like, "Damn, he put up Madden stats and still didn't win." Still didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, "That's like playing Madden on fifteen minute quarters on rookie." It's just putting up stats like that. <laughs> oh, Christ. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers sucks, but to say you'd rather have him over Brady in his prime, that's just ridiculous. I mean, look, none of these guys suck. I mean, you can say fucking Eli Manning sucks, but if Eli Manning came to Detroit and won you two Super Bowls, you wouldn't give a shit if it was luck, if he sold his soul to the devil, or he was sucking off every official... Every time they went to commercial break, you'd just be happy you had two Super Bowl wins in Detroit. I mean, let's let's 
stop with the bullshit and call a spade a spade. And that's all the fuck li- Lions. Mm-mm-mm. That's all the fuck Giants fans care about. I mean, even though, well, there was a lot of hooting and hollering that they should have taken a quarterback with their first pick this season. But we'll see. We'll see if Barkley can save a franchise. Uh, well, his first appearance his first appearance in the preseason was amazing. He broke off a 36-yard run. It's the preseason. Still. I know, I know but I have to say. Uh, ones on ones. Carry on. What's his name? Lions running back. Carry on. What's Carry your name? Oh, God damn it. Oh. Johnson. Johnson. Yes, thank you. How do I forget Johnson? Cut off your Johnson. Uh he, what? He had what? Almost a 70-yard run that got called back for holding? I was like, welcome to the Lions, carry on. <laughs> Get used to it as long as you're here. <laughs> this is this is what your career is going to be. And by the way, I just want to say something real quick. For all the hoopla about the Lions rebuilding that offensive line and how the, it, that offensive line has, has been interjected with new players with a new mentality. That's looked like the same old fucking Lions offensive line. I was not all that impressed. Remember, I sat here last week and I said that the, the scuttlebutt coming out of Allen Park has been how dominant the defense has been in handling the offensive fence and, the, and particularly the offensive line in scrimmage. Mm-hmm. It looks like everybody's worst fears, for, it's a Lions fan, has come true. That offensive line just ain't as good as, as people think it is. Period. Hasn't been for a while. So, yeah. once again, what are you going to have? Raise your hand if you're shocked. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, once again, what are you going to have? You're going to have Matthew Stafford run around for his life. You're going to have a running game that can't do shit. And you're going to have a defense that is going <clears> to <throat> be fucking gassed because they're on the field way more than they need to be. You hit on something, Rich, that I'm still, I said it last week, and i say it again this week. Who's running the ball? We still don't know. Great, we got LeGarrette Blunt. He's a third down back. I believe an article came out last week that said, shocking, he's going to be our third down back. Who's running the ball? We don't know. Well, the problem is you brought in a new head coach once again for the millionth time, it seems like, in my fucking life. They're talking about instilling a new culture in Detroit. That's going to take more than a season. You're looking at a season or two. And if I'm a Lions fan, I just got I I I got I got to go. How much of this shit you gonna put up with? I mean, here's a thought: We're instilling a new culture. Let's try winning one, huh? Can we give that one a shot? Well, I mean, let's be honest here. I'm a Bucks fan. I got my one. I can die happy now. You guys are a charter member of the NFL. You were there. Never even been to the show. You're the only team in the NFC who hasn't. Think about that. I mean, that you've been to the NFC Championship game one time. I mean, this is this makes the Chicago Cubs and the Red Sox look like they weren't incompetent at all. I mean, this is just a this is just a bad fucking football team historically. And it just, no matter what, no matter who you plug in there, no matter what GM, no matter what, it, it, head coach, it just never gets better. I read an article. The worst 17 first-round draft picks since 2000. It's like, it's like, what, 17 years of the Lions? 
Harrington, uh, Mike Williams, Charles Rogers. Oh, and the last two you named, those are spectacular failures, too. There was, there was one more. Uh, Javid Best. It was, uh, was first-round picks. So, I mean, but what I'm getting at is that out of 17 years, almost a quarter of them were Lions. That is ridiculous. I mean, I, I just at some point, it, it's got to be like, I, I, if I was a Lions fan, I'd be like, I'm done. I. Let me, pick, let me throw a dart and pick a team that the dart lands closest to, and that's my new team. Chances are you're going to land on a team who's at least been to a Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, God damn. And believe me, the, 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 all the hope and the hype before that first preseason game, you heard, oh, man, you would have thought fucking it was 2008 and hope and change was coming. And Obama was going to save the world, but he said this time it was Matt Patricia's going to save the Lions. And the minute that game was over with, all those same people called back into 97-1, and it was just the same shit you hear week in and week out from Lions fans. And I'm just like, wow. I wish I was like Elon Musk rich for a second just so I could buy the entire Lions fan base a couple rounds. Because <laughs> you guys are some long-suffering motherfuckers. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's like I said, you know, with Matt Patricia coming in. Well, let's see. Going to have to wait and see, you know, the Patriot way and all that bullshit. Let's don't talk about it. Show me. We'll see. Well, you still have Jim Bob Cooter sitting there as your offensive coordinator. He's a holdover from the Caldwell bunch. And it's very rare that a, a, a general manager comes from a team. He hires an assistant coach from the team he came from. And he doesn't let that assistant coach, who's now his head coach, clean house and bring in his own guys. So to me, that tells me something. There's meddling from the top on like a uh, Jerry Jones level. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's saying, no, 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 no. No, you got to keep got to keep Jim Bob Cooter here. Because it seems to me I would go, oh, you came from the Patriots. Who do you want to be your fucking offensive coordinator? You want to hear this list of winners? I have the Lions draft picks from the year 2000 and on. <laughs> Jesus. Uh-oh. Let's see, you start in 2000, Stockard McDougal. Are, are you doing first-round draft picks? Yep, just their first rounds. Uh, 2001, Jeff Backus. 2002, Joey Harrington. 2003, Charles Rogers. Jeff Backus was a good one, though. We had 2004, we had two first-round picks. Roy Williams and Kevin Jones. Nah. Yeah, buddy. 2005, Mike Williams. 2006, Ernie Sims. Remember that guy? Oh, dear God. <laughs> 2007, Calvin Johnson. 2008, Gosner Cherilis. Yeah, that was a great pick. Uh, 2009, we had two picks. We had, uh, obviously, uh, Matt Stafford and then Brandon Pettigrew. Pettigrew. That was the other one that was on the list. Let's see, Donkey Kong Sue and Javid Best. We're in 2010, Nick Fairley, 2011, Riley Reef, 2012, The Ansa, uh, 2013, uh, Drops McEbron, or Eric McDrops, whatever the fuck you want to call him, 2014. You can go drop passes for the Colts now. Uh, these last three, are these three guys even on the team, 2015, Lakin Tomlinson. Don't think I so. think so. Yeah, I think he is. I think he is. Number seventy-two. Taylor Decker. Yeah, 
2017, last year's pick, Gerard Davis. Sure. And this year was Frank Ragnow. Yeah, Jared Davis is the uh, linebacker, middle linebacker. Great. Good times. Good times in Detroit. From Florida. <laughs> oh, God. Just just know, guys, I think you're going to have a better season than my Bucks. It's true. We at least get our quarterback first four weeks. <laughs> yeah, he knows how to keep his hands to himself when he takes an Uber. <laughs> Isn't stuffing crab legs down the fucking front of his pants and shit. Yeah. That's, that's good things. Good yeah. stuff there. Well, okay. So, obviously, none of us really wa- sat and watched, like, every fucking preseason game we could. Like, it was, you know, a regular season game. But... Anything stick out? I mean, anything stick out to you guys from, from week one? No, there's there are some, like I said, there's some uh, good running plays from, you know, some people that have got drafted, you know, Squaw Barkley, Kerry Johnson, Kerry on Johnson, whatever you want to call him. <clears throat> uh, Baker Mayfield played all right, but he's still a backup to Tyrod Taylor. I'm still trying to figure that one out. I don't know. If you draft Baker Mayfield first overall pick in the draft, aren't you drafting him to start for you? You would think. I mean, you would think, right? Especially all, all the, uh, the the wide receiver core they've built around him. God, Jarvis Landry's over there now. I mean, but... <laughs> We are talking about a team that Bud, meaning Budweiser, has has given. Uh, what was it? What was the exact? Uh, oh shit! What, what do they call it? Victory. The victory fridge. Victory fridge. That's it. Yes, Cleveland fans will get free beer from a padlocked fridge when the Browns get a win. After watching the Browns go winless last season, fans are desperately hoping to experience the sweet taste of victory this year. As some extra motivation and marketing, Bud Light installed victory fridges in bars across Cleveland that will unlock as soon as the Browns win. Because nothing could go wrong there. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say, Chris? Over, under, and how many many police horses get punched out? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just wondering, will the dog pound riot? tear down the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's a Hall of Fame everybody gets into. Uh, yeah, it's it, just like the NFL Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, the Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame kind of keeps some people out, but the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, everybody gets in there. Public enema. Not even a rock and roll group. NWA. What? They let niggas with attitude in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, but if you want to get right down to it, there's blues, country, and gospel acts in there, too. From We're talking the inaugural year and the very first few years. I mean, because, well, they laid the bedrock for what ended up being rock and roll. You could argue that hip-hop was built on that, that, that same foundation that rock laid. Because a lot of the hip-hop that you're talking about was heavily sampled stuff from rock records. I mean... Hey, why does every suburban white boy of a certain age know who Run DMC is? Because they did a song with Aerosmith. 
<laughs> Believe me, didn't see a lot of white boys walking around singing "It's Tricky" and "You Be Illin." <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just saying, didn't see that. Not until not until "Walk This Way" came out. So. All right. Anything else to add to the to the show? Cricket, cricket. As I'm blown away by the list of suggestions. <laughs> no, just that uh, this catacuna is a pretty big deal right now. Okay, Mister Pitchers don't know how to pitch to him yet. Yeah, man, but there's a difference between pitchers don't know how to pitch to him yet and three consecutive leadoff home runs. Not leadoff doubles, not leadoff hits, but fucking home runs. Three of them in a row. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you, man. I'm just saying. I, I, right? Well, I'm just saying, man. How do you pitch to him? Fucking walk him. <laughs> Giving him an intentional walk to open the fucking game. After that, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I, I've watched too much baseball, and I remember too many guys that, that you know, when they made their debut, just absolutely tore it up and everyone was like oh oh this guy and then three weeks later once pitchers figured him out it was like oh this motherfucker so it's it you're gonna have to give me a more than uh what's left of the season and you're gonna have to do it consistently most of next season before i'm gonna get like my dick all wet over him so but i don't know man i thought it was a pretty good uh it's a pretty good trick. The first hit of the game, the first bat of the game, he goes yard three times in a row. It's like the first time you're like, hey, hey, we got a leadoff person. Keep him. And then the second time you're like, Dan, all right. He remembered what he did the third time. And you're like, for real? <laughs> yeah, until he starts popping him up into the in the shallow outfield like Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> Every yeah, time for somebody who's going to ride the bench. <laughs> Every time you hit a ball in the air, you owe me 10 push-ups. Uh, yeah, the only other story I can think of, uh, and this is just straight pulling it out of my ass, is um, the uh, LaShawn McCoy, Shady McCoy saga that their GM come out and said there's uh, no, what, what is exactly, there's, no evidence has come to light with the team amid allegations that he beat his son and his, his son and his dog. So, uh, once again, interesting story because it was a third party saying that, oh, yeah, she got her ass beat. And he was, oh, by the way, this isn't the first time he's been beating his son and, and abusing their dog, which I find funny. Like, really? Then if that's the case, why the fuck didn't you say something when that was going on? Why'd you wait for your girlfriend to get her ass beat? Seems like you're a pretty big piece of shit in my book. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's like, where do you draw that line? The dog, okay. The son, hey, now. And then the wife, and it's like, hey, 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 I'm telling. Well, I, it, I mean, at this point, are, are, is, are, is anybody shocked when we hear stories of football players who have anger issues? No. I mean, seriously, it's just like, I, I, yeah, you know, I, and yeah, there's a lot of fucked up people that, that, are, that are in a lot of fucked up p- professions and 
let's be honest, professional athletes, I mean, we've, we've covered an ad nauseum on this fucking show over the years. They're handed everything. They're told they're great from a young age. They're groomed for, for success and, and, and superstardom from a young age. You know, you, they think they, they get that attitude, I'm above the law, until they get caught with their hand in the cookie jar or on the wrong person, and then all hell breaks loose. I mean, look what's going, look, look what's going on with fucking Jameis Winston in, in, in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe they're still fucking, they're 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 still gonna gonna ride that horse. I, I mean, at, at a certain point, don't you just cut your losses and cut them loose? I can't believe if if he goes out and shits the bed this. First of all, Ryan Fit, Fitzpatrick is your fucking starter for the first what three four games? Yeah. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Hey, it worked for the Jets. <coughs> yeah, okay, he can take his sort of. beard and his Harvard education and get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Sorry. I wanna, if, if I want to talk you know, philosophy with someone, okay, great. I don't want him at the fucking helm of my football team. Besides that, I mean, what do you do? He's, he, guys, this is how this is. You talk about the Lions quarterback position and how pathetic it's been. For so long now, Jameis Winston's on pace to set every fucking passing record the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. Because before him, it was Josh fucking Freeman who held him. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, <laughs> you guys at least hung on to Harrington for a while, and, and we're like, well, we're not giving up on this 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 cheese and wine motherfucker. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna, you know, we, we want a beer and a shot, guy, but we gotta we gotta. Uh, <laughs> A Dave Matthews piano listening, piano playing, wine sipping, you know, friend of fucking Dorothy over here. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ride with this. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm suffering through Jeff Garcia's last gasp as a professional, Chris Sims, and his 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 spleen that exploded and damn near killed him. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Ah. <laughs> oh. I, you know, I think if 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 Shady were on a higher profile team other than Buffalo, he'd probably already be off. He'd probably already be done. And also, it, it, he's also if he was the Shady McCoy of three four years ago, probably be a bigger deal too. To be honest. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's also the like I said, the fact that it's a friend of his ex girlfriend who comes out and says all these accusations. I mean, and she's like, you know, she starts off with, he beat my friend's ass. Oh, by the way, he, he also beats his son and, and, and his dog. It doesn't make her look like, you know, there's, there's a way to present things. And you just say he's an abuser and these are the people he's abused. But when you lead with, you know, oh, he beat my friend's ass. Oh, and he also beats a you know, defenseless child and a defenseless animal. You look like you're kind of trying to, like, sell a narrative. Whether or not you are, I don't know. I wasn't there. But you look like it. So. Maybe she tried to fuck him and he turned her down. That's what I was thinking. No no bullshit. I was thinking the same thing. That's a vengeful bitch that got rejected. (laughs) Well, She came up on him and was like, come here, baby. He's like, get off me, bitch. I'm married. Oh, wait, not anymore. 
<laughs> well, wasn't there an accusation of, of him being a, a thumb dick? So, I mean, you know, that, yeah, that does kind of fall in line with, you know, thumb dick, two pump chump motherfucker can't satisfy me. And that's when he's just looking at her like, you can unfollow me, but you can't unswallow me, sweetheart. Yep. Hey, I'll be a thumb dick millionaire. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll, I'll be a transgender millionaire. Shit, take yeah. it. Oh, I got a thumb dick? Cool. I also have $10 million in my bank account. I'll go buy a new dick. <laughs> but call me a fucking gold member up in this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, have you got anything else to add, Chris? No, nah, that's it, man. That's it for this week. I think Carmelo Anthony signed somewhere, but that's NBA. We don't give a fuck about that for two months. So. Yeah, you said that. You said that last show. He's in Houston. Well, it's official now. It wasn't official last show. He like wrote his goodbye letter to OKC and shit. So that's like, I, I, now. It, it sounded like a bad breakup letter, dude. Seriously. Thank you for all the support. I really wanted to make it work. <laughs> what the fuck? Then you should have hung around for more than one season, right? I really wanted it. Yeah, it does. It does sound like a Dear Jane letter. I really wanted to make it work, but Letitia's ass was too fat, son. I just couldn't pass <laughs> that up. Well, here's the thing, though. Carmelo Anthony we went got there. got a big old butt, so I'm leaving you. See ya. <laughs> when, when he was heading there, he, it was probably understood by him that he was coming off the bench. And he said the words publicly that it wasn't a slap in the face to play off the bench. That's fine. Whatever. And then he got there and got put on the bench. He was like, no, I just said that, motherfucker. I didn't really want to come off the bench. I'm coming right motherfucking Anthony. Bitch, you've been in the league since 03, and you've been very underwhelming. Play off the bench. Be happy <laughs> you're still in the league. I was about to say, wait, where's Darko at? <laughs> lucky yeah. you ain't him running a fucking ranch somewhere. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you were drafted with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Wade's done. You've been down for a while, Mello, but, uh, you know. Oh, that's something that we did. Yeah. Uh, uh, Daddy Ball apparently came out oh, and shit. said, and said. He's gay? Oh. That, well, no, that, that comes down the line. It comes a little bit later. Said that this ain't LeBron's team. It's his son's team. Ha! <laughs> 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 so... He's going to get that motherfucker traded. That's what I was saying. <laughs> you hear that ticking? It's not 60 minutes. That's the stopwatch on how long he's he's going to be in L.A. for. Seriously, the over-under. Give me the under. I say he's gone. I say he's gone before they play 10 games in the regular season. Well, he's definitely gone before the All-Star break. I just, I can't see. I cannot see LeBron going, yeah, okay. Because we already know if he don't like you, you're gone. Yeah, he gets, he's gotten a winning coach fired. He's given up, made a, half of his fucking NBA winning championship team get traded. I'm going to say he has pull. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised when he found out that they couldn't trade J.R. Smith in the middle of the finals last year, he didn't like call up the jackal and have him assassinated or something. <laughs> Bruce Willis show up with some blacked out sunglasses. Talk about this motherfucker's got to go one way or the other. It's just all there is to it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you got to go, son. 
Like at this point, I'm 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 starting to think it's a bit with Daddy Ball. Like it has to be, right? It always was, bro. Always was because yeah. he knew if it what if he didn't do what he did, his son wasn't going to the NBA. I yeah, it's it's a marketing ploy. He he really was hoping that big brand that big baller brand would take off and the reality show and having his other two sons play overseas and Lithuania and okay, we're going to bring them back and they're all going to play for LA, which was never going to happen because no, I mean, (laughs) magic Johnson just looks at him and go, you see my son, you see what I have to live with. Fuck your kid. (laughs) 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 You know, that's, I don't give a fuck about neither of them. They both go take a flying fuck at a donut, you know. So he ain't, yeah, he, that, that shit wasn't going to happen. It, and with LeBron James out there, that's, no, no. It's it's not going to be the ball show. And the best thing, the best thing baby ball can do is keep his mouth shut and do exactly what fucking James tells him to do and collect that paycheck. And maybe, just maybe, if he actually does keep his mouth shut and he does do what James does, he might actually win something before his fucking re- he he's he's retires. Just might. No, I still say it's a countdown to Lavar getting Menendez. <laughs> Ten years, we're gonna hear all three of them ganged up on him and killed him. The E True Hollywood story, the Ball family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think he's gonna get Menendez. He's gonna get Offord. Where is Lavar Ball? <laughs> the world's looking. He's he's buried under one of the goal uh, uh, the, the goalpost in uh, the new stadium in a uh, football stadium in L.A. Yeah, that's what they're gonna say. Just like you know, Hoff is some supposedly a giant stadium or whatever the fuck they call it. Hey, he's supposedly a giant stadium. He's supposedly underneath the Rensen. under ninety four. Dude, for yeah, I, I remember a couple times they were digging up a house in Milford that was like mm, half a mile, a mile from where I used to live in Milford. I'm like, I know that place. Oh shit, <laughs> he was buried there. Oh shit, I've you been know? there. <laughs> I, I've, I've been there. I know that. <laughs> well, they 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 uh, dug up something. I want to say three or four years ago in Roseville, and found nothing. Obviously, because fucking Roseville. They also but, uh, west side of Detroit. They said they found blood when they pulled up uh, an old wood floor, and they were gonna test it to see if it was his, and nothing come of it. I was just like, God damn it, this motherfucker is. You know what? You know what? He was in somebody's conies for about a year. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the fuck he's in. <laughs> he was somebody. He was somebody's hot dog slash chili sauce for about a year. Wouldn't be surprised if it's like, you know, you go look at reviews of Senate Coney, Senate Coney Island and so, or something like that. And it's like, oh, their hot dogs taste strange for about a year. Then they went back to normal. I don't know what the look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess since we've been talking about Jimmy Hoffa for the last two minutes, it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, buddy. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. We are on the Twitter at Sporty Podcast. You can email the show, sportyacrisformedia.net. Hey, if you're on our Twitter, you can sign up for our Fantasy Football League. Uh, looking to draft on the second. So, yeah. If you want to play, it's free. We're doing 10-team PPR leagues. 
Yeah. If you've been looking to try it, or you're like in me, you're in like eight leagues and you want to be in one where you don't have to pay 50 bucks, hit us up on Twitter. Join the league. You win a chance to be on the show, talk sports with us, and talk mad amounts of shit because you won. Yeah, and then get retarded trade offers from Iceman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll trade you my backup kicker for Tom Brady. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for starters, backup kicker. I mean, it's, yeah. Did, didn't you carry two kickers at one point last year? I did. Yeah, see? I remember. <laughs> Jesus, God. <laughs> two things you pick up in the last two rounds you pick, you had several of. But anyway, yeah, if you want to play fantasy football and join in on the wonderful debauchery that will go on, you can hit us up on our Twitter. Other than that, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. All right, later, guys. All right, peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net and thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.